0: I don't know, should we start with the most serious or the most unserious?
1: Unserious. Okay. Might as well work our way up.
0: Hello, and welcome to Dungeon Chatter. This is Travis.
1: This is Victoria.
0: And today we're talking about K. For killing. So you have tuned into the Dungeon Chatter podcast, and what we do on this podcast is we examine aspects of RPG design. We do this alphabetically. We started with A for armor, and now we worked all the way through K. And every two weeks when we post, uh, we're talking about a new aspect. And the way that every show goes is we talk about the concept, so what it is that we're talking about. We talk about um, how some games handle it that we like, uh, and maybe some systems how they handle it that we don't like. And we make a pitch, which is how we propose to handle it in our game. And then we do some troubleshooting, which is where we try to figure out if there are any uh, potential problems with that approach. Sounds good. And then ideally we go out and we test it and we report back to you. And that may be happening pretty darn soon. Yeah,
1: I guess we're up to K already.
0: Yeah, so maybe we'll wait until the end of the alphabet and do a kind of retrospective, I'm not, I'm not sure yet. But. Yeah,
1: we're working it out.
0: So today we are indeed talking about killing. And uh, our focus here is on PCs, right? So uh, player character death. But maybe we'll talk a little bit also about NPC death because we had a good
2: informal mm-hmm.
0: chat about that. Yeah. And so there are three aspects according to which we're going to talk about player death. Um, and so one of them is um, how frequently does death occur in your uh, game or in your campaign? The second question um, is what death means in your game or campaign. And then the third thing is just a list of maybe some principles. We were thinking about what might be worth dying for mm-hmm. uh, from a player point of view. And so the thought is that you, don't wanna, you, you probably don't want your character to die for just any old reason. And I think that players should take that into account when they try to do maybe stupid things.
1: And yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, some games, that is, like, that not every game is, uh, you're not as emotionally attached to every character, and some games are more designed for, hey, let's take some risks and see what happens. Right. So, but yeah, a lot of games, you do get uh, attached to your characters.
0: Um, and then I think it's also something for the GM to take into account. Mm-hmm. So, if players have spent, like, in the real world, 10 years building up their character, and then they die very easily. That could be frustrating and unsatisfying if it just for no good yeah. reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, what is death? Well, I think we talked about it informally once before. Um, it is this kind of thing that happens in the game where your character's hit points reach zero, or you accrue a certain number of wounds, or something like that, and your character is done for and they can't really be played anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the ways that but I mean, that's just what death is, right? So uh, what we figured we would do is talk about how, first again, first of all, that question of how frequent death is in an RPG.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, I took to Twitter to ask some people what they thought, like how frequent is death in their games. And so I've got at least, um, I mean, three general categories that you could fit into. So deaths are um, impossible, deaths are routine, uh, or... They're somewhere in between. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe not surprisingly, everybody was somewhere in between, uh, but there was a kind of, kind of wide range in that area.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so maybe we could begin by thinking, why would you want to play a game where death was impossible?
1: Yeah. Are you asking me? Yeah. Why would <laughs> Can you, you think of a reason? That you'd want to? I mm-hmm. mean, it, it definitely takes the stress out of it. And if it's fun, like we mm-hmm. say that a lot, if it's yeah. fun for everyone playing. Um, that would be a reason to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, if, I mean, you know, impossible might mean something very specific. So it might mean like, suppose suppose you're meeting for a one-shot and uh, the GM wants you to get to the climax. Mm-hmm. So the GM could just keep heaping up wounds and wounds and so you're just like this walking mass of wounds while you get into the final uh, uh-huh. climax or something like that. Um, That might be a way in which it would be reasonable to have death being impossible leading up to a climax.
1: Yeah. I mean, it also seems like something the GM, like if they want death to be impossible up to a point, like Mm -hmm. they could make the fights so easy. Like That seems like something GMs can take into account to make it so that you're fighting fluff until you Mm -hmm. get to whatever you're supposed to be fighting. That's the big bad.
0: Yeah. It also might be fun just to have a character so beaten up stumbling through more and more preposterous not fluff but challenging but just oh you you uh, are healed at the last moment or oh that only just you know breaks all of your armor off or something like that and so the character survives but yeah um so i've never played in a game for what it's worth where death was impossible not that i can think of
1: not that i can i mean we definitely didn't have any deaths in our uh the D and D three point five game that we played, nobody died. I think, but I don't think it was impossible. There were definitely times when I was the most wounded, like down to two health or something like that. But
0: well, we've had unconscious characters too uh, in that game.
1: Did we? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I remember this is there should be a meme about this, like unconscious characters being forced to swallow healing potions. Oh
1: which... yeah, <laughs> massaging the throat <laughs> like they do in one hundred and one Dalmatians. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um so and at the same time uh I haven't played in a game that I can think of where death was routine and characters were just dropping dead all over the place at least not in a tabletop game.
1: I remember very vaguely one time Lou DMing mm-hmm. and somebody died right off the bat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then like, that character sat out for a little bit, and then Lou dropped his character back in, but he was somebody different, like, slightly different, but had all the same stats. Mm-hmm. So somebody died immediately, and it wasn't, like, they were level one, I'm assuming, so right. that nobody brought him back, but he came back as a different character, but with all the same stats, so right. he didn't have to reroll. Right. So, and I don't know that that game played for very long, but mm-hmm. it, it, the rate of death of that one game was pretty high.
0: That could be, I mean, I remember um, having a party wipe and being basically reinserted as the same characters when I think Scott was running as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but not a a long-running game where you would just expect to die every session or something like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know how you could have that be a long-running game, like... I don't know how you could get the same players to roll a different character every time or like how often you could bring back, oh, hey, well, this is our third barbarian dwarf who mm-hmm. this one's name is Roger B.
0: Well, yeah, Lou was known for having Drac, Draconis, Frey, <laughs> Drizze. Uh, and I <laughs> they were all the same character. Um, yeah, so maybe what we're seeing there is that those extreme views um, that either death doesn't happen for the PCs um, or death is routine, they don't really suit long-term uh, campaign-style play. Yeah, um, there's, the, the death rate has to be low enough that characters can be built up, uh, but maybe there has to be, some, some people on Twitter suggest that there has to be some threat of death, and, and maybe that's right.
1: You know. I, yeah, I, I kind of buy into that, or else it doesn't feel like there's a reason to be playing mm-hmm. if there's no risk to it.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's on the assumption maybe that um, death is a unique kind of bad thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or, yeah. That, yeah, or maybe the thought is uh, that's the only real risk. I'm not sure that one's true, but yeah, I mean, if you could always just like jump off bridges to fight the enemy or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and not have any... Fear of dying. I mean, it yeah. would sort of change the tone of the game considerably. Mm-hmm. And so, in that middle area, then is this idea that I mean, deaths happen routinely, which means they have. Well, sorry, uh, occasionally, right? So sometimes they happen, mm-hmm. um, and then it's a question of well, well, how sometimesy, uh, right? So um, how horrifically do you have to roll, um, or how bad does your decision have to be, or whatever. Yeah. Um, is how difficult are the roads that you choose going to be? And I don't know that we're going to be able to specify this incredibly clearly until we get to that third section Mm -hmm. uh, where we start talking about some possible things worth dying for. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, so anything to to say on the frequency of death in an RPG before we move on?
1: Um, No, I mean, I I kept trying to ask you this because to me, how I think about RPGs... Deaths happen in the rule set. So you're either changing the rules to accommodate how often you want death to occur or you're ignoring them, I guess. So deaths happen when you've accumulated so much damage Mm -hmm. that you would die. Uh, So in that sense, either the GM is giving you less uh, challenging things that happen or I don't know. So I'm a little confused about... You're asking how often should characters die? And I guess that that's more a question of how does your party play or how mm-hmm. does your GM GM mm-hmm. um, and not, like, do you just ignore death when it happens?
0: Right, so those are really different questions. Yeah. Um, and so just because death happens, uh, death is a possibility in a system, mm-hmm. that doesn't tell you how frequently, my question is really how frequently should players expect to die, which is maybe okay. different.
2: Yeah, right? So okay. if,
0: if playing by D&D rules, um, your character works in a tavern serving mm-hmm. ale, they're yeah. probably not going to die Yeah. Um, until they reach old age or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if your character is on the front lines of a combat and both of those are consistent with the rule set, then those characters should probably understand, or those players should understand, hey, your character could die You know. Yeah. in a, any given session. that That's a pretty realistic thing that could happen. Okay. That's what I mean.
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm a little more clear on that now. Like, yeah. what kind of game do you want to play as a party, not... Mm-hmm how do you want to handle the rules about death? I, okay, I now, understand that better. Now, now we
0: are, though, coming to that other question, yeah. which is, uh, are there circumstances under which you should not allow the death that would have happened, uh, mm. or something like that? Yeah. And and one of the I think one of the reasons that factors into making a, de- a good decision there is um, what death means uh, yeah. in the RPG. Uh, and so I've got um, four characteristics, or four categories that we can talk through, and we've talked through some of these before. Well, Victoria and I have. Yeah. You haven't, maybe. Um, And so the first one is um, permadeath, and that's just permanent death. um, And you die, and then your character's done for. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a time when uh, if you died, Scott, who was the DM at the time, he would take your seat. He would burn it and he would put the ashes into uh like a canister he had
1: like ashes of all the. (laughs) that's the most scott thing i've ever heard
0: (laughs) it wasn't even from him it was from some other dm prior to him i think
1: that he picked that up from wow
0: um and it didn't last especially long probably because he saw that we didn't you know we weren't big fans of like
1: this is the visual representation of how often your characters are fucked up i guess yeah
0: yeah and but that's permanent so once your character sheet is burnt up um yeah (laughs) the character is gone uh i actually
1: kind of like that i won't i won't lie like that's a cool like hey this is what you've been through (laughs) uh (laughs)
0: Uh, and i think there's something to that um Uh and there are some uh games like um one of the computer games that i like to play i still spend time playing it is rogue um and unless you cheat and make a save file and then copy it Mm -hmm. so it's the copying the file that is the cheating uh, in Rogue, when you die, you're dead, and so um, the goal is to go like from level one to twenty-five, find this special item, and come back to level one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but if you spend hours playing and you get to level fourteen and you die, your your game's over, and you have to that character's done, and then you wow. need to start a new character. Um, and it doesn't stop the game from being fun. Yeah, but it's also the kind of thing where you can you immediately create a character and go again. And that's not always something that happens in a tabletop RPG. Yeah. Right? So the creation process normally takes more time and you get some attachment to your character. As where in Rogue, you're just Sir Rodney is your default name. Yeah. Uh, and all your stats are predetermined for you.
1: Yeah. It's also is it like the same level? Like you get used to level one, level two, level three, depending on how many times you've died.
0: Uh what do you how do you mean?
1: Uh, So, like, is it the same, like, level one level, like, the levels are the same every time you die? So you... No. No, okay. Yeah,
0: so random level generated. Okay,
1: that's interesting, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's permadeath. Um, That's probably the most extreme form of death. Um, The next one is uh, permanent effects. Uh, So the idea is that under certain circumstances you could be brought back, Uh, you just have something permanent that has happened to you. Um, and let me introduce the next one, and then we'll talk through some yeah. different flavors of this. Um, so temporary effects. Uh, so something happens, but it's only temporary. Mm-hmm. And as I recall, the old D&D rules were, uh, and this is first edition AD&D, maybe D&D 2. I, I think the rule was permadeath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, that uh, maybe into second edition, or maybe this was a house rule. Um, you have a, a stat called constitution, and that's essentially you know how physically... A tough, not strong, but enduring you are, mm-hmm. and whatever your stat started at, when you died, if you were brought back, that stat decreased by one.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was a permanent effect. Um, and on the in-game, it, the in-game impact of that was um, constitution determines how many hit points you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if your, hit point, if your constitution drops and that decreases the number of hit points that you get per level, then you subtract those hit points and yeah. you lose them.
1: So you would subtract whatever level you're at if you lose yeah
0: yeah and uh you could be reincarnated or whatever brought back a number of times equal to your constitution constitution dropped each time and then when your constitution reaches zero you can't be brought back yeah so and you'd and you'd be incredibly feeble by the way yeah
1: i would yeah if you get down to below 10 you're that's considered less than average so if you get down to or is it your constitution modifier?
0: The uh, the constitution, but I'm thinking of the modifier at a, with like yeah. a, a three constitution. Yeah, that whatever. would be
1: a negative six to your normal constitution, something like that.
0: Not in second. I think it was minus three, but maybe it was minus six. You might be right. I don't know. I think it a the, three? the range was very different. In,
1: okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Second edition. I don't know
1: second edition. And I, that might also be totally wrong too. That might be like, I think the most you can get is negative five at zero. So it can't be negative six. Anyway.
0: Look, it would be bad.
1: It would be horrific. <laughs>
0: um, and so, um, a, 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 I don't know. This, here's a, a permanent effect. The way that we came up with it, I, I mean, I, I hope you can tell that in general, we liked to play characters who lived longer and wanted the possibility of, and this is in general, of campaign play. Uh, and so we would play where um, if you died, then you would just put, and you were brought back, you would just put a number Next to your constitution. So if you had a 14 constitution and were brought back once, your constitution score wouldn't drop, Mm -hmm. but you would now have one mark against you. And when you reached 14, then you would be done. So you could be reincarnated or brought back the same number of times, but it wouldn't affect your hit points in that way. So that's a permanent, it's weird because that's like a permanent bookkeeping thing that doesn't have an effect until you die 14 times, Mm -hmm. as where the other method has an immediate impact and it bookkeeps. Yeah. Um, okay, and maybe um, a temporary uh, effect?
1: Oh, I also wanted to mention, yeah. I don't know if this is 5e or just critical role, because this is where I learned about it was critical role, but they do it so that there's whenever you get brought back, there's like a number you have to beat whenever mm-hmm. you do the ritual that brings you back. And in critical role, they would add a number for every time you've already died. So if you've died five times, it's plus five to the difficulty of bringing you back, which is... A permanent effects, you don't get rid of those numbers, but it doesn't affect gameplay. So it's another one of those permanent effects, but it doesn't affect your normal gameplay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot. I yeah. like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, temporary effects, we're thinking of something like when. Um, Like when han solo comes out of the carbonite uh he can't see he can't really move very much Mm -hmm. Um, another example of this is in the princess bride Mm -hmm. uh when (laughs) when the man in black uh can't do anything yeah he can scarcely move his head he can't walk he he can talk a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's about it and then he kind of gradually recovers that
1: yeah and i think 5e (laughs) does have a stat for that and I think it's something like exhaustion or like it's just a number of days that you have to recover from death effects, I think is what it's called, something like that.
0: And those are cool, right? So um, I, I understand why you would have these. We're always asking the question of what should be balanced, that should be balanced against what? Um, and if it's difficulty of bookkeeping or inconvenience to play, those, then it's just the kind of trade-off that you have to think about. hmm uh And then at the other extreme, so on one hand we have permadeath, on the other side we ha- just have this kind of hit reset approach to mm-hmm. gaming, which is like, well, I was thinking like Super Mario Brothers, but in Super Mario Brothers you might have to restart a level. Yeah. Um, or start true. from a checkpoint or something like that.
1: Uh, so maybe like Bethesda games where you, I mean, you, you don't lose any of your gear. Except for what you've used. Right. Um, you might be in a slightly different location, but not even mm-hmm. that. Like a lot of autosaves will put you on the same floor if you're inside mm-hmm. a building. So there's not, and you've already defeated the monsters that you've defeated. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, I think a lot of modern video games will do that. That sort of, you might have to restart a fight, but if you've already mm-hmm. defeated something, you've already defeated it.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking in Fallout 76, one of the ways to beat difficult enemies is just to go fight them, get killed. Reload your game and go back quick. Uh-huh, before uh, they the regenerate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's not something so new. I mean, this this was happening in other games too. So I'm also playing that Buck Rogers um, TSR game or SSI game. Uh, and I save a lot. So if you can save a lot, then you can save before every fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then if you die, that's no big deal. You just load the game to right before the fight.
1: Yeah, so, um, That happens a lot in video games. Because I think people yeah. would be... I mean, there are some video games, like you were mentioning the Rogue one, where right. you perma-die, but the, there's just so much like emphasis on, I want to do this quickly. This isn't like a month, right. three-month, year-long like endeavor. Like You want to get through games pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that um, in a game like the Buck Rogers game, uh, or in a game like uh, Fallout, there's so much prep that goes into creating your character or your party, that if every time you died, you had to recreate a character from scratch, nobody would want to play... Well, almost nobody would want to play the game. I get frustrated already dying in Fallout. I might, I might die like 30 times in an hour uh, yeah. in a tough fight sometimes. Uh, so maybe there's something to... Those are systems kind of understanding what the what the cost is and balancing yeah. it against other things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, any any thoughts on any of those characteristics that we talked about there? So what, what the death means, is it a a kind of a permanent death and your character is gone? Is it uh, a permanent effect? um, Like, like lowering of the constitution, like uh, making it more difficult for you to be resurrected. Uh, I think
1: that's the one I like the most. Cause then it's, You have a fear of losing your character permanently, Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't make it more likely for you to lose. Like, your your chance of dying is still the same. Mm -hmm. It's just your chance of coming back. And that feels, in a world where there's magic, Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me, because it's like, not just, you know, you never have a fear of dying. You still have to worry about every time you die, because it makes it harder for you to come back the next time, even if you make this, you know, endeavor. So I think that that's the one I like the most, is increased risk of permanent dying.
0: So um, another rule that was sometimes built into D&D, by the way, was this thought that your, um, your experience resets to one point over the level that you are. So if you needed 8,000 experience points for the level, then you, and, and you have 15,000, which is just short of the next level, at 16,000, mm-hmm. say, uh, then when you die, you reset at 8,001. So you lose experience. Oh, okay. But it can never lower your level. Okay. Uh, so there's something to that too. So it would be frustrating to die. That would be
1: really frustrating. Especially if you were. Because <laughs> you, then high you'd level. start falling behind characters who are high level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, but they might die too, right? So That's uh, true. Over okay. The, over the course of a campaign, then I, the idea would be that eventually everybody would die, maybe, or face that that risk. Um, so I do kind of like those ideas, these these uh, permanent tracking ideas. I also really do like some of the the temporary effects. Yeah, um, I will. They just... make
1: sense, but th- then they only affect you for a couple of days, so you can just ask, "Hey, are we are we in a place where we can kind of chill for a couple right. of days so I can get back?" So there's ways to negate that. But if you're in the middle of like you're fighting a horde of dragons or something mm-hmm. and you've got to take care of this, or else lots and lots of people will die. I can see that being a mega issue that you can't always get around.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this in the um, D is for Damage uh, episode. So in a, a kind of modern setting that we were playing uh, with no magic, uh, it turns out that when characters get damaged, it takes a long time to recover. Mm-hmm. And so my older brother was playing a martial artist and he was shot. He was jumping up to do a kick at someone and was machine gunned. And so he was sitting out of the game for months or something like that. Well, wow. He, he would have had to. Um, and so those temporary effects, they sound cool, but if they're gonna sideline your character, where all the character can do is you know, be dragged around for time, and yeah, da- um, it has to be handled really well, I think, by the but the party has to be aware of that and the GM has to be uh, it has to handle it delicately, I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a, a miserable time. So can my character do anything yet? Nope. And, and every game that I've seen eventually has something like that, where a character, um, is in a position and like, can I do something out now? No, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Uh, okay, well, let me know when I can. And then they're just disengaged uh, from yeah. the game.
1: Yeah. I remember when uh, in 3.5, mm-hmm. we would try not to use potions because we didn't have a cleric with us full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whenever we would like win a battle, but like we were destroyed, the I think the rule for healing was like you healed one or two hit points depending on something per day. Uh, so like we sometimes just be like, all right, so for this week, what do you guys want to do shopping wise? Cause mm-hmm. somebody was just incapacitated in a, an inn, recovering.
0: Yeah. Now, and those things could be handled really poorly and could become boring, um, or they could open up new opportunities. Like you might meet NPCs, um, mm-hmm. or you, you might hear rumors or you might do whatever. So it's just something the GM has to be ready for. Yeah. Yeah. But it is more to be ready for. Yeah. So. Okay. So now we've got the frequency. So, how often can uh, players expect their characters to die? Um, what does it mean when a character dies? A couple different ways of thinking about that. Uh, and now, what I'm calling, uh, I guess, things worth dying for. I have a list of some principles here. We mm-hmm. can talk through them. So, um, and it's really so, what are some reasons why your character might die? Uh, that you would kind of be okay with, like you would think, well, if my character has to die, that's that's a that's a yeah, good you're enough. You're saying reason. like
1: permadeath, right? Like you don't get to restart this character. Is that what you're thinking? Like, why would I let go of this character?
0: I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. uh And so I don't know. Should we start with the most serious or the most unserious?
1: Unserious. Okay. Might as well work our way up. Well, I mean,
0: I think it's just then that the uh, a series of unfortunate events, like you just keep screwing up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that could be that you keep rolling really terribly. Yeah. It could be that the things fighting you keep rolling really well. Yeah. And especially, we've talked previously about the double 20. So if you're playing like AD&D and you're a level 20 fighter and a level one kobold
1: yeah, um, rolls
0: fighting. a double 20 and yeah. chops your head off, hey. <laughs> I actually think for what it's worth I think that's too much that's that's not a risk that I'm willing to take with that's the also
1: yeah that, that's unsatisfying to me is yeah. how I keep thinking about it like mm-hmm. that sort of uh series of unsatisfying events of unfortunate events mm-hmm. starring Neil Patrick Harris uh-huh. um <laughs> that one doesn't seem as satisfying so I would be if it continuously happens or if it's like a running joke that you you always fail these checks jumping over caverns and you die, you mm-hmm. know, because you fail
0: a check yep. jumping over
1: a cavern. I could see that being kind of satisfying. But cool. the, like You
0: miss the check. You miss the dex check to grab on the other side. Yeah. You miss the strength check to, <laughs> to, to climb. Some, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see that being satisfying. But the, the double 20, uh, that one's not satisfying to me. Because anything, it's, it can come out of the blue. It's not a, you had the work up to it being satisfying.
0: Right. So maybe another one is uh, just you reap what you sow. Um, and our party, de- your party, I guess I should say, does this a bit. Um, like the the willing to kill people who seem like they don't have to be killed. Uh, And so, when you go around just killing a bunch of people, eventually they might know someone. (laughs) Yeah. And and that person might come after you and kill you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, if you go around your gaming world constantly solving all of your problems by killing people, then you shouldn't be surprised uh, when someone more powerful comes along and kills you. Yeah. Um, And you might not, you might personally not find that very rewarding, but it makes a certain kind of
1: sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a little Kill Bill-esque, the sort of, mm-hmm. hey, you've done some horrible things. Yeah. It makes sense that horrible things are gonna happen to you, even though you don't want it to happen. All right. Yeah.
0: And and so this is closely tied to another one that I, I'm just calling Poetic Justice, and it's where it just makes sense in the story. Mm-hmm. So Reap What You Sow is really focused on going around killing everyone, and mm-hmm. so you get killed. I just rubbed my hands. maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, so in Reap What You Sow, you go around and you're focused on killing people, and then you get killed as a result. Uh, but in Poetic Justice, um, it could be that there are just other things. So it doesn't have to be because you're going around killing people. Um, it could be because you chose to serve one side rather than the other, and then over time you realize, oh, like the, like we chose the wrong side. Uh, or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I also think... Maybe you have another one that fits mm-hmm. into this better, but I think poetic justice is also like, hey, this is a cause that you've been fighting for for mm-hmm. a long time. Like, yeah. it doesn't always have to be you've done something that you regret. It might right. just be this is something that you've you've served, you've spent your life towards, so this could be poetic that you die for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't regret that death, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the last category that I have written down is the summum bonum, the highest good, and it's the idea that, like, it... There are some things that a character might value more than their life. Uh, And so if you die in pursuit of that, if it's, you know, saving a particular village um, or some innocent people um, or stopping this, whatever. um, If it's, uh, like, taking a ring (laughs) and jumping into a volcano or something like that. If it had been done voluntarily. Uh, then that's the kind of thing like yeah. oh my character's dead, but I mean what else you
1: sacrificed yourself for something and it, I think it It would be more of a disservice to take away that sacrifice. It makes that mm-hmm. thing that you did mean less uh, Yeah, so
0: I think that's a, a good point. Yeah um, The having a character alive to keep playing is really cool mm-hmm. uh, But there's also something to be said for the character who dies yeah uh, in, in certain circumstances like uh, Darth Vader um i i like his death a lot um Mm -hmm. and so why does he die uh which of these principles make sense of that it's not a series of unfortunate events in his case um it's in the process of stopping realizing and stopping the greatest threat at that time at least to the universe uh he gives his life and i take it that that was worth it so he does it for his son Mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's a a good thing.
1: Yeah, so that led me to think about, like, there are two different ways to think about your characters. There's, hey, this is a thing that I've spent a lot of effort into, and I don't want to let it go because I don't want to start again. But then there's also, like, the role-playing aspect of how fondly will you think of this character once you're done playing them. Mm -hmm. And I think, hey, this character had an awesome story death. Like, there's a story to why they died, and I think you're more likely to remember that than... Hey, we we eventually just got tired of playing this character. Let's start over. Like, I think it could be really cool for your character go to go out in like a blaze of glory rather than uh, we we play these characters for ten years. Let's move on to something else because we're feeling a little tired of
2: mm-hmm. being
1: level twenty characters with nowhere else to go. So it might be a good thing to die valiantly or funnily or whatever. Like a fond memory of this character that is like left uh left with you
0: um you know so because uh game game flavors are so different um there are some games that just have this really high fantasy element um it might make sense to think uh well let's see so uh like in lord of the rings if you're an elf you can go to this island and hang out yeah right Um, but maybe one of the poetic things is like, you've done, you've, you've conquered all of the things that you wanted to conquer and there's not, no challenge on your level anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so, um, maybe you retire or you, you, yeah, yeah,
1: that's another, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm saying it might be good to die. It might also be good to, you know, level everyone out and see it to the end.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry. Right. So I was thinking, right. So one thing that a group might do is like we've sort of conquered everything here uh let's go up against this really powerful thing like way over there like on a different plane of existence or something like that and leave like a new generation of heroes to deal (laughs) with the new challenges here (laughs) that's Uh, cool and then you can kind of pass it on to your next adventuring party which is pretty cool
1: that's pretty cool
0: so i guess we'll do the pitch now yeah Uh, and so uh i'll just preface this by saying, I don't know that we have a, an incredibly well fleshed out pitch at yeah, this time.
1: Yeah, I think we, we like a lot of pieces from a lot of mm-hmm. these. And I think also a lot of this is way more how does your party play mm-hmm. than what's a good you know fit for everyone.
0: Yeah. I, and I think that's the thought. I think that the, this is another one of those times where the conversation should be had about, well, what kind of game are we playing? Are we planning to do a one-shot um, if it's a one-shot, does it matter if my character dies in the first five minutes? Um, or should my character be alive to get into the climax? Mm-hmm. Um, is it, are, we, are we playing a campaign? Like, are we looking to still be doing this in six months or three years or something mm-hmm. like that? Um, and those things could feed into um, what death means and how frequently they occur. Um, also, uh, obviously, uh, if it's uh, like in a, a present-day setting, uh, I mean, death is perm- permanent death. Almost by definition, right? So when you die, you're done, and that's it. Um, yeah. Unless
1: you're playing DC Universe and then <laughs> right. Superman's died like twice or something like that.
0: That's true, and I and I was not even thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking of like if you're playing like you know, modern, in realistic, man, and every sure. character, you know, and every person, whatever. Uh, right. Yeah. So your character dies, and that's kind of it. The wizard doesn't come in and save them, or
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the alien doesn't touch it and bring it back to life. Uh, So those are things that uh, would vary according to the system. And one of the reasons that I haven't thought too much about death is because it happens relatively infrequently um, in our game. And the game that we're playing right now is a fantasy game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So although magic is uncommon, the party's uh, finding it a little bit more and more. um, But it's, it's just not something... First of all, death doesn't happen very often. But the idea is that there are powers out there that might be able to bring people back to life. So in a way, it's not as big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if death happens um okay so yeah so we're thinking about good good things right so yeah um i do want to give players the opportunity for satisfying deaths um that can't always happen or maybe i mean yeah. i guess it could always happen but there's a cheapness about if you keep lying about uh, die rolls or something like that so in order to avoid someone's death you go oh and at the last moment uh you know someone comes in and it's always the character who shoots someone in the back or something like that at the last minute mm-hmm. um, but at some point that feels fake um yeah we haven't had any characters do anything so foolish that i thought wow i mean that character just that's dead uh, yeah um we've had some characters do some aggressive things and some some foolish things yeah one of my favorite I, one of my favorite memories about 3.5 is just um, Austin's character always falling. He he has spider walk, which is funny. Yeah. And he's always on walls, like standing on walls, attacking people. And he keeps getting knocked off walls. And yeah. Like and knocked towers.
1: unconscious while standing on a wall. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, But that hasn't yet led to a death. Yeah. So he hasn't been on super high um, yeah. obstacles yet. Uh, so the... I like the idea of added difficulty for resurrection. Now, since we haven't had anyone die yet, it's hard to say exactly what that will look like. Mm -hmm. But um, on one hand, this system is pretty open-ended in terms of difficulty. So um, a a minus one is a a mild challenge, a minus two is a moderate challenge, a minus three is a pretty severe challenge. But there's no reason in theory why there has to be a limit to that. Um, At some point, your chances of success are minuscule yeah uh but if even if you have a minus uh eight which would be ridiculously high we've yeah. never seen anything over minus three or plus three really because yeah. the system focuses on that area um, a minus eight uh, there would be a chance that you would survive you would just have to roll like all ones on yeah. your eight side on your eight six-sided dice and um an 18 or higher uh, mm-hmm. on your 20 and there you go
1: yeah, it, it does, yeah, have a lot of uh, chances to it.
0: Yeah, but you should know that that's not a good chance.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so if you have an open-ended system like that, then you can be less, a little bit less worried, at least, about what difficulty means. And so I really like the idea that if you die once, okay, you can be resurrected. If you die twice, you can be resurrected, but there's a minus one penalty because you've died once before. Mm-hmm. And then or you've been resurrected once before, and then a minus two penalty, and then a minus three penalty. I really like that idea of mm-hmm. adding to the difficulty. Um, for, in terms of story, I also like the idea of uh, when you are resurrected, um, you are weakened in some way, and, and I prefer temporary weaknesses yeah. that can be overcome in the story some way or other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so those are, in general, that I, I lean toward death being uh, reversible and the negative effects temporary
1: hmm sounds good I, I mean that's how I, I think I already said that I like my favorite consequence to death would be it being more difficult to come back the next time
0: mm-hmm.
1: cool yeah
0: um, if we were to do some troubleshooting I'll, I'll just start with some troubleshooting and you can brainstorm a yeah. little bit um, one of the problems is that when we do a show where we're talking about th- these um, high-level concepts it's not really something about the system as much as it's about the game, yeah, right, um, is that we often end up not coming up with a concrete prescription about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the nature of things, right? So uh, people want to play certain games, and they don't want to play certain other games. And so uh, you have to have a conversation about what type of game it is you're playing. So how common is death? What does death mean? And what are some reasons why this party might be okay with dying? And it's not as if just because a party says they'd be okay with it, that's what you have to give them. Uh, but you should take those things into consideration. Yeah. yeah. As
1: a GM, you're saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, any other possible troubleshoots or things to think about?
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. If this is troubleshooting so much as... Uh, so, like, in D&D, your chances of being resurrected get better the higher level you are. Um, mm-hmm. Because... Or, or, like, the more people you know. Like, So, if you know oh, yeah, a really yeah. high-level cleric, mm-hmm. your chances of coming back are greater but when you're a bunch of like second-level characters right. with no cleric uh, or high-level cleric, you, there's no it's permadeath because mm-hmm. there's no way to come back unless you can somehow bribe a high-level cleric that you just happen to come across yep. to spend the effort on this person they don't know. Um, so I think that that's something to consider is that the level of um, ease of coming back gets greater the longer you put into the game, which right. I think is a good way to sort of balance, hey, you've put months and months and months of effort into this campaign. Mm -hmm. It should get easier to fix a mistake.
0: I see that. Yeah. Yeah. So in um, second edition, uh, as I recall, there was a spell that would raise the dead. So there was like, let's see, what were the... A reincarnation, I think, was one, and raise dead was another. Um, And they did different things. And one of them negatively affected the spellcaster, like they aged uh, or their constitution decreased or something like that. Um, And so, but it was the lower level of the spells. And so, uh, yeah, you, if you had a a high level friend, uh, Mm -hmm. they could cast this spell and not take the hit and that would be okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you didn't, then you'd have to really bribe someone more uh, because like they would be aged or they would would become weaker in the process of casting it. Um, and those things make some sense I think in terms of story but they you know they may be prohibitive in other ways I, I like the idea that you're you're thinking about it in terms of uh, how long you've been invested in a campaign is kind of paid off uh, for by having more powerful friends and more likelihood that you be a, uh, that you'd be a, a resurrected
1: yeah I know in 5e I think there's three different specifically resurrection spells there's revivify which is the cheapest mm-hmm. like you actually have to pay 300 gold. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there's Resurrection, Mm -hmm. which is a thousand gold. And Revivify, you have to get to them within a minute. So if they're dead for longer than a minute, Mm -hmm. that's a permanent death, unless you can find someone who's got a higher. Okay. With Resurrection, I think it's like within a year, within a month, something. It's like a longer Mm -hmm. period of time. Um, And then there's true resurrection, which is a weird one in that you don't necessarily come back as the same race that you were. Right. You have to roll for a random race.
0: That's called true resurrection because yeah. that was reincarnation, I think in the
1: Oh, I think it's called true resurrection. True, I don't I don't know now off the top of my head. But yeah, no, it's one where you you're Reincarnation makes more sense for sure. Yeah. But you're like reincarnated as possibly someone else with your same memories, but your like racial stats might change. There's mm-hmm. a weird, but it's a highest level spell. It's like mm-hmm. a level nine spell for some reason. Yeah.
0: I may be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure that was reincarnation. That makes sense. No,
1: no, no, no. I'm sorry. There are four. So reincarnation is not the highest, it is true resurrection. And that's one where it's like up to a century and you don't need a body oh, for it. Uh. So you can just bring their spirit back and give them a body that's like you don't the high anything yeah you don't need anything
0: hmm. um yeah typically i think for a raised dead you need um some piece of them like so uh some hair or something like that mm-hmm. or ashes um if they've been crushed by a dragon or something like that mm-hmm. um those are all really cool story things right so mm-hmm. to work into your game what what do you need uh in this particular game those are cool things yeah and often by the way um Even adventuring characters wouldn't know that stuff, Uh, so they might have heard legends, but it it could become a cool part of role-playing, which is like, hey, we want to bring this character back. What do we need? And a priest or priestess will tell you, well, if you get me a hair and 10,000 gold and (laughs) perform some service for um, the god or goddess that we serve. Uh Uh, So I remember having to do things like that for some characters uh, of ours who died.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I like the idea of doing service to bring them back, not just... You know, chance to mm-hmm. roll to see if you can bring them back, or you know, knowing someone who can do it. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, and uh, so I, I'm also remembering that, in addition to spell casting, uh, Middle Earth in part Middle Earth in particular has rules about um, potions and herbs and berries and things like that, because. It's an important part of the, the book uh, series, mm-hmm. um, and there's one, I can't remember the, it might be called Athelus, but that's a healing root, but I don't know if that's exactly the one I'm thinking of. Um, but the efficacy, so how powerful the healing is, is dependent upon uh, who the person is using it. And it's not based off level. Um, it's based off their lineage. Uh, and so this one healing root is most powerful in the hands of like an ordained king uh, sexes, But um yeah and so um aragorn i think uses that in the book to bring someone back to life but i can't remember who that is yeah
1: that's interesting
0: yeah um now that's a really cool story thing i don't know that you build that into your system but uh that's a really cool thing for a gaming world uh, to have uh so we need to think about some of those cool things yeah some of those cool wrinkles for our game
1: for sure it sounds like we've come to the end i think so i think so
0: yeah um, okay, so shall we do the quick rundown?
1: Sure. All
0: right. So we're talking about K for
1: kills killing, killsing, killsing. <laughs> K for killing.
0: And we have talked about um, how frequently PCs should ex- uh, expect to die, or players should expect their characters to die. Um, we talked about what death means in the game. And then we talked through some principles that could help a death be a satisfying death, or or, or something worth dying for. Um, made a little bit of a pitch in our game. I don't know how substantive the pitch was at this point, yeah. uh, but leaning toward temporary effects and reincarnation as a possibility at least in a fantasy setting
1: in a fantasy setting yeah.
0: And uh, that idea of paying back the input of how long we've put into a campaign, I think is a it's a great way of thinking about what you're trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, so that's what we've got for today, I think.
1: Yeah. So we, so this episode will be out on a Friday, but this will be the last time that we're going to be coming out on a Friday. So in two weeks, we're going to be out four days earlier on Monday, and from then on, we're going to go every two Mondays. Uh, so mm. n- next time, you'll be hearing from us on a Monday.
0: Um, and so I don't know if we have written down yet what L is, uh, L is for, but I will just toss out a, a cool idea. Um I was talking to one of my friends who's also an RPG creator. His name is Rob Lang. Um, and he has a really cool sci-fi game that is called ICAR, I-C-A-R. Um, and uh, so he's agreed to be interviewed. And he's we're going to have to do that virtually because he lives thousands of miles away.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so hopefully that will be something that we get posted. And you'll probably be able to understand his accent. Um, but it, it could... <laughs> It could be a good time. Uh, and he's, his game has like some of the most impressive graphics of any game I've seen. Uh, his character sheets are all creative and beautiful. Um, I think his website is icar.co.uk. Uh, you can check that out in the meanwhile, see what his game looks like, and if you have any questions for him, whoa. Yo. You can send us some questions to ask uh, Rob.
1: Uh, uh, via Twitter, at, at Dungeon Chatter uh, on Twitter.
0: Yes. Um... Don't forget to check us out in all the places. I think Victoria will probably tell you about that yep, in a little bit. Yeah, you'll
1: be hearing that in a second.
0: And uh, so we'll be back with L and M, and we're halfway done then. Yeah. yeah with and the alphabet.
1: we had kind of talked about maybe doing our retrospective episode halfway through. So I don't know. During L, we'll probably get back to you on uh, what to expect after M.
0: Cool. cool. All right. Um, this has been Travis.
1: This has been Victoria.
0: And this has been Dungeon Shadow. <laughs>
1: Hey there! Thanks for listening to episode 11. If you want more Dungeon Chatter, please check us out at DungeonChatter.com or follow us on Twitter at @DungeonChatter. And if you like our show, it'd be super cool if you left a review on iTunes and told your friends who are also into RPG stuff, or maybe curious about RPG stuff, or maybe completely indifferent RPGs entirely, but you think might still enjoy this. We'd appreciate it. We're excited to announce that new episodes will be coming out every two Mondays instead of every two Fridays from now on. So our next episode, L is for Levels, will be out in two weeks on Monday, March 18th. So we hope to see you then. Thanks again for listening.